Hey everyone, it's Joel from the Moonlighters Club. If you're new to this podcast, I'm the founder slash host. Now, for the most part, we normally just release interviews um, from Moonlighters, be it uh, remotely, in person. But what we've been doing over the past two years, roughly, is working with the Boston Ujima Project to profile and interview companies that are part of their Good Business Alliance. And those interviews have been intertwined with other interviews that we've been doing through the Moonlighters Club of people that are met through, however, random means, word of mouth, me just reaching out to strangers on Instagram. So we thought it'd be a great idea to wrap up. We just released, I want to say about three episodes in the past few months for the Ujima Good Business Alliance and with the Ujima Project. So we thought it'd be a good idea to take a deep breath, kind of collect ourselves, collect myself, um, and then prepare everybody for what's to come. A few years ago, the Boston Ujima Project, uh, led by a good friend of mine, uh, Nia, reached out to me to profile companies that are part of their Good Business Alliance. I jumped at the opportunity. What they wanted me to do, I thought was pretty unique. And also it was the very first time that we had experience with revenue. I only have experience with cost creating cost. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like subscribing to subscriptions, uh, just paying for stuff. I'd never really made real revenue, um, here at the Moonlighters Club. We've done events that have been really beneficial. We've released episodes and there have been, I've personally think positive effects uh, of what we've done, but this was a real life customer, which was great. And the people that I got to meet through this process, uh, was amazing. And I got to work with a great organization and great people at that organization. Over, let's say, roughly two years, we've together profiled six different businesses, and there are more to come. The very first interview that we did was with Fresh Food Generation. I met Cassandra Campbell, who's the founder of the Fresh of Fresh Food Generation. Excuse me. If you're going to look for them, it's at Fresh Food Generation. But it's a Caribbean-American farm-to-play cafe, and they believe everyone deserves to eat well no matter where they live. Uh, that episode, we talked a lot about food deserts, diets, and just health in the in, in the black and brown uh, minority communities. And specifically in Boston, where I grew up, uh, you'd go to certain parts of the city and there's nothing but Popeyes. I love Popeyes, but you just need options. So through that interview, I was able to talk through talk with Cassandra about growing that business out, how you get from nothing to food truck, and then and then the meaning behind all of it and why it was important. And then also how they connected with the Boston Ujima Project and the Good Business Alliance. Um, I, I love what the Boston Ujima Project does, um, how they support businesses in need, how they profile businesses in need. Um, Nia, Sierra, and Paige are the three contacts I talk to all the time. They're an amazing group of people, and it's an amazing company. Look them up, Boston Ujima Project. So after that, we profiled the Fresh Generation. We went on to interview the Dorchester Food Co-op. So I met my good friend Apollo, who's a board member for the Dorchester Food Co-op. Excuse me. Uh, it's a grassroots initiative to build a community and worker-owned grocery store that makes healthy food accessible and advances economic opportunity. Like the little blurb I got right there. And you're going to see common themes with a lot of the people that we were able to interview with the Boston Ujima Project. It's just a lot of health. It's a lot of support, a lot of a lot of community, and. What I should have started with this, but what one thing I liked about doing these interviews was that they were well intentioned. 
the folks over at the Boston Ujima Project wanted to make sure that we talked about the company, the people that started the company, but also specific guiding principles. Um, for example, the Dorchester Food Co-op is big on uh, how their store is actually designed, uh, making sure that folks in under underserved communities have access to good food. Uh, there were people we interviewed who, who made sure that they would hire folks um, who may not have passed background checks at other companies. Fair pay, transparent pay, things like that. So meeting the fresh food generation, meeting fresh food generation, excuse me, and Dorchester Food Co-op, it was cool because it wasn't just about income. Um, in the Moonlighters Club, it's never just about income. We talk a lot about passion uh, and we talk about the why. And I feel like overwhelmingly the whys are generally pretty positive and pretty good. It was just like that every single time with working with the Boston Jima Project. Everyone wanted to help their community. And the first two episodes that we did were through food. Also for the Dorchester Food Co-op, shout out to uh, my good friend, uh, Steve Hopkins. He, we were able, Stevie was able to let us come to his studio uh, in, che I want to say Chelsea. I, I grew up in Boston, but I rarely ever left the city unless I was going to the airport. But pretty sure it was Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. So we were able to shoot it at his studio. Um, he, uh, Steve's in the fashion, has a dope clothing line. And we were able to, it was decked out nicely. Just they painted it once they rented it out. It was all great. It was really, really good and really good experience. And that kind of helped me work through visions I've had for the Moonlighters Club as well. So thank you for that. After we interviewed Dorchester Food Co-op, we moved on to Seto Co-op. I was able to meet Laura Holmes, founder and operations manager. Um, they deal with food waste. They want to keep food waste out of landfills, save money for clients, and provide green jobs for Boston's hardworking communities. Uh, I am not coming up with these blurbs, by the way. They're too good. Uh, these companies do a really good job, and the Ujima Project does a really good job of kind of summarizing what people do, um, but still making it effective. I've struggled with that. It takes me hours upon hours to write taglines and to just summarize what my business does in decks. I actually hate it. I can, I'd rather just talk about it and then get to the point. I digress. Uh, Sarah was good. Uh, uh, got to speak with Lore. Uh, I feel like that it was cold when that happened. I feel like that was a December thing. I think it was a December thing, but it was an amazing conversation. And we got to talk about just kind of a lot of Laura's background. Uh, I think we got deep into just corporations in general on that and just like good business practices that companies could be practicing to help others. Uh, and also just the business of food waste and how crazy it is. Uh, so that, that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. And then at the center, we kind of chilled for a bit and then I was able to meet with Black Market Nubian. Kai Grant from Black Market Nubian was one of the most energetic interviews I've ever had. Um, they're a marketplace. It's a, a, a premier space in Boston to gather, meet and shop. Uh, they work with micro business founders, so, so they go into this marketplace and they're able to profile and sell things at Black Market. And it's based in Nubian Square. Nubian Square used to be called Dudley Square uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. It's the hub. It still is, really. The hub of the Black community is in Dudley, or excuse me, Nubian. So if I say Dudley, it's just out of habit. I much prefer Nubian. But it was interesting because growing up, like all the schools I went to, all somehow went through Nubian Square, and it's a bus hub. And all the kids would be there. 
growing up. It's where all the black folks were. Um, you probably wouldn't know this because all the movies about Boston are not about where the black people live in Boston. If you're not, if you've never been in Boston, you probably don't even think black people live there, which is fair, honestly. We're all hidden. So to see folks um, building something in the heart of that square was heartwarming. And also in that interview uh, with Black Market, Kai just took me down memory lane of basically black history in Boston. How a lot of notable figures spent time or came from Boston. I mean, we had on everyone from Farrakhan, the Malcolm X, to Donna Summer. Of course, New Edition, who grew up right down the street in Orchard Park. Uh, it, it's, it was a great interview. It was, it was great to see homegrown and great to see and great to just talk about the history of Boston in, in a good light. So that was awesome. After we were able to do Black Market, we interviewed Jazz Urbane Cafe. So Jazz Urbane Cafe, it's a new art and restaurant venture planned to launch in the same Nubian Squared neighborhood. So they're going to get, it's, a, it's an arts venue, you're going to have food there, but it's going to spotlight local and national artists. Uh, I, I grew up playing jazz, so this one was huge for me. If you don't know, I did, I played the clarinet and saxophone. Um, I wanted to play the, the guitar, didn't happen. But I was able to do a little bit with the sax. I was all right. I was decent. I was pretty good. Um, and this one is personal because, uh, Nia, um, I, I interviewed or we interviewed Nia Grace and, and, and Ron Dorsey to Ron Dorsey, excuse me. Uh, I actually grew up down the street from Nia in Jamaica Plain. Um, she went to high school with my brother and to see the things that she's done in Boston. For example, we interviewed Jazz Irving Cafe in Daryl's, uh, corner kitchen bar. Nia owns Daryl's. Daryl is a staple in the black community in Boston. Good food, good jazz, good times. And I feel like Jazz Urbane's just going to build on that. And usually the interviews are, it's just one person. Having two was great. Um, and it was really cool to do that, just to see someone grow and shine. And, and it was awesome. So wrapping up, and this is over, like, again, a two-year period. So when you look at From Fresh Food to Dorchester Food Co-op and Cerro, those three are close together. And then after a while, Black Market comes down and then Jazz Urbane. I was joined by uh, my colleague, Colgan Johnson, for the majority of these shoots and interviews. And first of all, thank you, Colgan. Secondly, watching both of us grow and learn how to do interviews better, one after the next, after the next, which is an awesome opportunity. And being able to do this, was it was really cool to, to grow with the Boston Ujima Project throughout this process. Um, and last, Colgan and I went over to Kush Groove. Uh, to do an interview in Cambridge, the far end of Cambridge. Uh, we interviewed Marcus Johnson-Smith. Uh, Groove is a cannabis accessory business. It was an exp expression brand for city stoners. I first heard of Groove outside of the Eugenia Project. Um, it, it was just me. I don't even know how I found out about it, but they were based on Roxbury Crossing. But it was stoner-like clothing and accessories and things of that nature. And there's a dispensary coming down the pipeline for Groove. So we went on site and met them. The, the new place looks great. It's amazing. Mark, the conversation with Marcus was just great. Really great uh, to see him doing things the way he's doing it. And, and being from Cambridge, he's opening up a place, a place of business right down the street from where he grew up. I mean, that's the type of stuff that dreams are made of. So I salute Marcus. Uh, I wish him success. But they're a smart group of, uh, of folks over there at Kush Groove, and things are going really well for them, as they should. They know what they're doing. Let me look at it again. We got Fresh Food Generation, Dorchester Food Co-op, Cerro Co-op, uh, 
Black Market, Jazz Urbane, Kush Groove. Now just kind of looking back on it, it's been crazy. Like that's, a lot has happened in between those episodes and just, just remembering those conversations as they happen in my head is kind of wild. Um, but it's been quite a journey uh, for myself, for my colleague Colgan, um, and I hope for the Boston Ujima project as well. It's been an interesting experience. I was able, we traveled for all these. I, I, I live in Washington, D.C. I used to live in Boston and moved here three years ago or so. So every time I was flying out to Boston and getting to go to these places and meeting these people in person, uh, Kush Groove was my, the last one we did was kind of my <sighs> bitter business trip traveler hat. Like I hate flying. I love traveling, but I hate flying, but I'll do it if I gotta go somewhere whatever. Chris Rue was my first like fly in in the morning, fly out in the afternoon. And it was like the first snow in Boston in the winter of 2022. Uh, yeah, a few, I don't know why I said that. It's a few months ago. Uh, so yeah, that I didn't like that. I made it out of Boston though because the, the runway was shut down as soon as I flew out. But you know, it's just not an experience I want to do. You may have to do it. I don't know. I don't know if I can help it though. I like to kind of go to places, chill, rest, eat food, see friends, go do what I got to do and head out. There are more interviews coming down the pipeline. I'm honored to have been able to work with the Boston Ujima Project and the Good Business Alliance. And I'm glad that they thought, I'm glad that they wanted to work with me. Um, I, I, every time, and it's not, excuse me, I have to also, also shoot out, shout out the Ujima Business Support Member Team. Um, it's just been great to work with them. And this has been a life-changing experience, which I won't get into the why now. I will, though because it's definitely changed the way I look at this podcast and, and for the better. But this has been, it was, it's been a life-changing experience and it showed me there's different ways to do things. Um, so thank you. And thank you to the people that I've interviewed from Fresh Food on down. They're, you're all exceptional individuals um, and just remarkable. So... To, to be able to see all these businesses hyper-localized in Boston, Massachusetts, I didn't see that as being possible. Or maybe I just was completely ignorant to the fact um, while just running around, you know, as a teenager, I didn't know what was going on. But as an adult, kind of being able to go to Boston repeatedly in the city that I grew up in that doesn't have the best rap nationally, uh, it's, it's great to see it, and it's good to see it. Any excuse I can... Uh, to make to go back to Boston, I'd happily do it. To be able to do it with the Ujima project is so awesome. So we have more. Uh, we actually have an interview coming up in April, but there is more. And we're gonna be bigger and better. We're gonna make sure to do you all proud and the Boston Ujima project proud. Um thank you to everyone that we've interviewed thank you to the boston Jima project thank you to all who listen and all you who do out there doing positive works and good works um someone's watching someone's paying attention and someone's benefiting so please continue to do what you do Whew, that was a lot um but it was necessary so all listening thank you for taking the time out of your day to hear this stay tuned there is more to come and i will do my best to make you all proud Joel Edwards signing off. You'll hear from me soon.